What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop. It's the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your lovely host, the franchise. Of course, joining me is my co-host, Pico. Hello. Hope you happy Sunday, guys. I know it's been a while. <laughs> like the last episode was like almost two weeks ago. But we got a lot of shit going on. I barely got back to work, so I'll try to get back to the swing of things. And you've been kind of busy. <laughs> Of course, Pico's been more busy because all he does right now is following the Bulls right now. So every time we try to record, he's like, no, the Bulls are playing. Bulls play. So he's been watching more basketball religiously now, especially the Bulls. Because it shows how love you have a team. It's just like how I am with anime, even though I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be the anime guy in this. But I've been slacking, to be honest with you guys. I've been slacking. I'm trying to catch up a series because i got so much series on my anime list queue. It's kind of hard to keep up with one series. Then I go to work and they're like asking me, like, have you watched anything new lately? Have you watched new anime lately? Like, I had to be honest with them. Like, I'm like, I haven't watched anime in a while because I've been doing that or doing Twitch. So it's been like really hard. <laughs> I try to get back into that as well because I'm supposed to be the anime guy of the podcast, but it's kind of tough. <laughs> well, you be Beagle. No, like you said, like, you watch basketball all the time. Just because, like, all the news is war, really, so I don't... As much as I want to keep up with that, it's not a lot of good stuff. So, I've been watching basketball. And, uh, yeah, just keeping up with that and watching cheesy reality. Yeah. relationships. Uh, yeah, so I ended up pulling... So, this is going to be, like, a learning news one. I did pull up some, like, new stuff. I mean, there's some anime-related ones and stuff. Um, the first one, of course, the biggest one that came out like last Tuesday was that you know the whole last year when Crunchyroll Funimation this like Funimation pretty much bought Crunchyroll from AT&T the big question was are they going to have two separate services are we going to still be paying for two subscriptions until Crunchyroll until Funimation made an announcement that pretty much Funimation, Wakamin's another like anime streaming service are all falling under they're going to be under the Crunchyroll umbrella basically so Crunchyroll is being upgraded so they are now going to add a lot of stuff from Funimation to Crunchyroll, so you're going to get a lot of subs and dubs on the on Crunchyroll. It's pretty much they're trying to make Crunchyroll like the number one destination for anime. Um, and of course, you know, the question is what's going to happen to Funimation itself. Well, they said they're going to keep Funimation open, but the only new episodes that's going to be on there is just for any series that's like continuing, like One Piece is one of the continuing series, so they'll probably have that still going, and then. Pretty much any new anime starting with the spring 2022 season is going to be exclusively on Crunchyroll. So, but they are offering people that have Funimation subscriptions that will get, be getting an email saying offering like a free two month trial to Crunchyroll to get started. For people that have both accounts, they are encouraging those who have both accounts to just start canceling their Funimation account because supposedly by the end of March, they're going to start adding stuff over to Crunchyroll. Stuff over to Crunchyroll. Which is great because I was tired of paying two subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, and it's better for the consumer, especially for them, for both of them, so they can stay relevant. They both have a lot of content, so it's better for the consumer. Yeah, because pretty much, like, if like I was curious, like, if it was Crunchyroll going to get uh, moved into Funimation, I think because Crunchyroll has a more, I would say they have more of a well-known name outside of the U.S. versus, you know, Funimation. Funimation is mostly known here in the U.S., and with Crunchyroll having a bigger, you know, user base and having more pull outside 
of the United States. Um, and of course, they have their mascot, Collector Wilhelmina, who's one of the most recognizable mascots. So it's great that she's going to be, be around. And, and because of the fact that they offer manga, digital manga you can buy on the store, and they do have a lot of like anime merch, more than bigger pool than Funimation, basically. I think that's what they saw more that it's more of a like a asset and kind of figured since they got a bigger fan base, let's just move stuff over from Funimation to Crunchyroll and just make it just Crunchyroll. And the name was pretty much more more well known. I mean they had the Crunchyroll Anime Awards is one of the things and they do sponsor a lot of stuff, so it's like I'm glad that they're keeping that name. Because I was I've been at Crunchyroll subscribers since like two thousand eight, so it's and I've been like them for since 2008, so I'm just happy they're going to keep the name and, you know, and they're going to get a lot of new animes that are going to be added so far on the Deborah Funimation only. So it's cool, we're going to get more content. And like I said, they're promising to move their whole library by the end of March. That's what they're planning for. That's what they're estimating right now. And then, other than that, um, pretty much right now, like most of the shows that are on there right now, they move Cowboy Bebop over. Um, Zaki Chan wants to hang out. It's got moved over. Um, a lot of like the newer ones are, are they moved over. Of course, you have Show one, the OGs has moved over there already. They're offering us sub and dub. Um, pretty much they're offering dubs of our current series that are available only on sub on Crunchyroll as well. Um, but like I said, they're going to keep adding more and more stuff. But that's one of the ones that stuck out to me that was over there already. Um, also, Mushuka Tensei reincarnate, Jobless Reincarnation got added to Crunchyroll. That was like one of the big anime, Isekai animes this year, which I got to go back and watch because they had a part two and then they just announced the second season. So I got to go back and watch the first season again <laughs> because it's really good. It's really good. I just got the manga, digital manga version. I'm going to read that as well. I know it's based on a light novel, but it's a really good, you know, Isekai. So definitely check that one out. Um, with that, um, I did see too. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with any VTubers, Biko. Are those like video games? They're like virtual YouTubers. Um, I don't know if you heard about Kizuna Ai. No. She's one of the first VTubers. She was like a pioneer for VTubing. Because you know you got Hollow Live is one of the big, you know, management companies for VTubers. Mm-hmm. So you got Kazumori, that they got the myths and they, they got you know Indonesian Hollow VTubers, they got Japanese ones and of course they got um English ones or the myths, and then last year they released the console, so now they got 10 English um, VTubers. Like, Calvin Mori is like Death's assistant, basically. She's a Death's assistant, but she also sings music and stuff and plays video games. Um, She had like one final concert. Like, she the, the concert's on Crunchyroll that was released a couple of years ago. Um, No, actually, three years ago. Um, So, she had like one final concert, which was like crowdfunded. And it was backed by a lot of um, people that were a lot of her fans. And then she did music to different outfits. And she was joined by, like, VTuber guests and, like, people that were, like, fans of her. Before she takes, like, a break. And they didn't announce they are going to do an anime based on her. But she had, like, one final performance before, you know, she supposedly goes to hiatus. Like, taking a break. So it was kind of cool. Um, that was interesting to see because I did see her. I think she was, like, one of the first, like, VTubers I saw. So, you know, I stumbled across like Hollow Live, and now I got a bunch of like VTubers I follow now on Hollow Live, and then you know, they just released the console last year, so now we got more. Um, right now, mostly the follow like, the VTubers I follow right now are um, Kyle Pimori. I watch her streams more because she likes 
she plays music and stuff, so she has her own music and stuff, so makes her own tracks and music videos and stuff. And like Guar Guda, because she plays a lot of video games and stuff too as well. Um, most of them all play video games, but I kind of like Guar Guda. I can try, I draw, I, I like more drawn to her because she does a lot of cool games. So I know right now all of them are playing Elden Ring right now. It's like that, that's like the biggest thing right now is Elden Ring. So you see on YouTube right now, all the streamers are streaming Elden Ring right now because it's the new Souls type game. It's like Dark Souls, basically. Right. But I feel like just a new generation, basically. It's by from, from Software. And I was watching like the first like videos. I saw Bruce Green was doing it. And I don't know if they have you checked any Elden Ring gameplay. No, because I just saw that it was getting smaller. I don't know. Just because, like, Microsoft does a good job of throwing a bunch of games at you every day that you log in, but I don't know whether, since, like, when I have a Game Pass, I don't want, I don't really know whether something is, is, like, hyped up or new. I, I used to, at my old job, I used to be able to keep up with that, because I was just checking, um, the 20 minutes that it would take me to do my job every hour, mm-hmm. the, I would, the, the rest of the time I'd fill it with just going around in different fucking websites figuring out what to do it's not getting bored so like i go on wired and stuff and they would do a good job at covering games but like when you have a game pass they don't really tell you what's hyped up they only hype up uh obviously their titles um so like fallout was a big thing that they're hyping up since they, they got most of them on there yeah um, I did see that they're promoting that, but I don't know if it was like a free weekend play thing. I don't know if they came. Yeah, I, I think Sony was talking about it, but, but not I mean, with me, I it's like I with the Sony app, but the PlayStation app, I get notifications where like certain games come out, and they'll send me emails saying, "Hey, how your game is out?" or stuff my wish list. They'll say, "Hey, this is on sale." Because I love that. That's why I love like I know like people like to go to game stores and stuff. I I buy digital. I know I've seen there's very few people I know that still buy like physical media mm-hmm. but the problem is like there's so many sales on like the playstation store it's kind of hard to go to, like the game shop or something at walmart or their re- regular retailer unless you're like a game collector yeah those kind of make sense you try to collect like retro games and stuff go to like pc play or something like a second hand store right well like that like i i feel like i'm gonna end up being more drawn to getting a lot more stuff uh second hand like I get more excited getting shit like disc replay and places like that as opposed to looking out for new stuff just because I've been so conditioned to just waiting for Game Pass to get things. I think it's kind of like defeats like so the whole it, thing, yeah. Yeah, I think it just defeats... I know Sony's working on making a better, like, I know they got the PlayStation now, but I think they're trying to make a better one soon, like, compete with Game Pass. And then you got EA Play, so it's like, you don't really have to worry about, you know... Yeah, the option, and then the EA has their EA Play service as well. You can sign up for that, and it's like you get all the EA titles. Right. I I, I just don't I don't know whether or not these days like I, I want to keep up with just video games necessarily. Yeah. Just because like there's too many now that, especially with having the Game Pass, I think you kind of get exposed to having too many options to where. Instead of being excited for the next game being hyped up, it's just you've got to play that game with yourself of, oh, I have to now separate this time to play this new game, even though I've been really excited playing this game that just came out in December, and I've, I've been playing for two months, but now I need to get hyped up and focus all my attention to level up and grind on this one. And obviously, like, if you're a streamer, it, 
I think that's just better for you because it's just more content for your uh, business. Yeah. Um, I, and that's and I think it's because they get like yeah. For me, I'm like for me, I'm like I'm a casual streamer, so I'm playing games that you know. I play more like role play games, but I got so many on my queue. I try my best to catch up. Like I, I got so many games on my queue that you know, hard hard stay focused on level. And of course, like I'm not even sponsored, so it's like. I don't have that expectation because I feel for the Twitch streamers because the guy, since they're like sponsors or stuff, they probably expect that we have to play like the latest game or something. Like they get that pressure on them. Like they have to play like the latest game right now. That's like the, the trending topic. Yeah, I mean, I guess if depending on whether they they want them to, I guess it just depends on, depends on the sponsor condition. Yeah. But for the like I, I like I said I feel like it's just more than they have to remain relevant with that stuff. Just how, like I was for instance like I was in the like a subreddit for a podcast I like to listen to and they were complaining about that this one guy, who was very a big diehard fan since the beginning and nowadays he feels like they're just phoning it in and really talk because they've been really focused on talking about Euphoria the the show on HBO Max. Yeah, uh, they're just been really focused on that and these guys are. Are they're like relatively in our age gra- demographic, so it's just kind of weird that they're like he the this is the person who I guess created this post within the subreddit. He finds it weird that these guys are only focus have been only focusing so much on the stamp show about teenagers doing wild shit. Um, say what you will if you guys listen to it, but uh, they have been so focused in on it, and and he feels like it's really been hurting the quality of the podcast because it's just not he wants them to talk about other shit instead what they've been what he comes to listen to them just for them shit talking and, and not focused on something like this that doesn't really suit their demographic anymore uh-huh and then there you had other people come in the in the comment section because it does provide different viewpoints and one guy pointed out saying yeah it's weird but it's part of the zeitgeist right now and these guys i think have gotten to a point in their platform that they do like you mentioned, they have to play these popular titles because maybe, for instance, sponsorship things. But for them, also, it also helps them remain relevant because if you're only shit-talking stuff that comes out every day, you have to talk about the present things. So for them, one viewer saw it as like, this is hurting the brand because I'm a fan and I don't like hearing this shit. But the other one's like, well, they're only going to talk about this for a week or two. Mm-hmm. You can either wait a week or two and then chime in next time. It's like, oh, but they're also talking about this shit in the Patreon, so it also hurts their sponsored content, like you mentioned. The stuff that people pay for, which is premium content, say what you will. They can call it whatever they want, Yeah. but people pay for that. And I can understand the guy feeling mad about that because he's like, I'm not paying anymore. So it's like a weird dance you have to do when it comes to, like, like you said, playing the next hype game, but also... Wanting to play things that you feel you're more passionate about, and, and more casual, like you mentioned, I want to be more casual with it as opposed to, oh, I have, I to, have like, to do this, do like this game this, for yeah. the next fucking month. No, because uh, that's why, like, I, I, that's why it's like in the gaming aspect. There's like two types of gamers. You ever catch your gamers like there's like myself? They're like, you know, take their time, not rush. Then you got your hardcore gamers that you know they gotta like get everything and you know beat everything, beat a top dog. Then you got the completionists that, you know, they want to get all the achievements. And like I said, with me, it's like, okay, I'll play this game for a while. And if I get tired, I get tired. I go somewhere else. It's like, it's not like I'm not being, you know, rushed. 
I'm not being forced to play it. You know, if I'm, I don't enjoy a game, I don't enjoy it. It's, you know, and it hurts me like the fact I spend money on it. But I could go back and enjoy it if I want to. If I want to go back and I'll play it again, you know, I can pick up the controller and do it again. So it's like I'm not being pressured. Same like you said with the podcast, it's like, like with us, it's like we try to mix it up on our end, you know. Okay, one day we're doing a review, or another week we're giving news, um, or we're doing like a movie commentary. That's how we are. We try to, you know, like you said, stay relevant, but at the same time, it's like, you know, yeah, we got sponsored, we got like, especially with our main platform maker, but at least I like for them is they're not pushing, they're putting pressure on us. That's why I like. But like, that's what it is. It's like, unless you're being pressured like a big sponsorship, that makes sense. That you gotta stay relevant. But, as long as you have the passion for it and able to talk about the stuff that you want to enjoy, it's like, you know, that's something you, it's all about having the passion to do it. Keep talking. So I know we got like off topic, but uh, with Batman coming out this past Friday, it's already doing good in the box office. Yeah. Um, I saw it was doing pretty good on opening day. Yeah. It's, I had like, what's your expectations for it? Like, are you planning on seeing Batman? I don't know. It's I was ex- my what, what's the word? My enthusiasm for the film was at a, a high point when I first heard that they're making it, um, and then just by who they're asking for who was casted, I was like, okay, it should be good. And then the previews started coming out, and I didn't have any choice because the movies we were watching, they were showing it. They're showing the trailer. Yeah. So I would have to watch the trailer and. The more and more I saw the trailers, the more and more I was just kind of like, eh, this looks okay. I, I just kind of, like, my enthusiasm just really waved off. And, and I didn't want to feel that way about a Batman film. Um, and then I was, like, going through articles yesterday, and I was trying to pull it up. Just to, now that you brought the topic of Batman, I was going to pull up the article I came across yesterday. But, uh... Yeah, I... I kind of want to see it, and then, I, and then I saw this, and I don't know. Was it like a review, or like a critique, yeah, or something? Yeah, I have to find it still, but it was like a critique of it. Yeah, um, because uh, one of my co-workers uh, went to go see it, he saw it Thursday, no, he saw it Friday, and he loved it, because he, he's more like, like, he likes Marvel, but when it comes to DC, he's more into Batman, so... He loved, he loved, he liked the, he liked the sequences, he didn't mind, like, Rob Pattinson as Batman, he enjoyed it, he said it was, like, the fight scenes were really great, he kind of liked the car chase scene, um, he enjoyed, like, Colin Farrell's performance as, uh, Penguin, and kind of like how the Riddler's, like, more dark. Right. And, and he said that he likes the fact that it was showing more on Batman's, like, detective skills, because people keep forgetting he's not just, like, a brawler. Not a tech guy, and he's not just a tech guy as well, but he is a detective. If people don't give him credit, like, he is a detective. He's like the world's greatest detective. Because mm-hmm. he uses his skills to figure out, you know, what's going on, you know. He does his sleuthing, he does his getting clues, trying to find where this villain's at. Uh, with this one being more like, it's a young Bruce Wayne, and the way he was like, my coworker was describing me, it's like, it's Batman in his second year. So it's like year two as Batman. Like he's keeping like a journal and stuff. What he's doing and stuff. So he's keeping tabs on himself. So like his second year as Batman basically. So he's still like, you know, still learning the ropes basically. Yeah, I mean, 
that's cool though. They don't have to do all that as much as they want to present Batman. I mean, we've seen his origin so many times. Yeah, so like, they don't have to I do think. that anymore with this guy. That's what like. That's why I said. As... That's why I liked it. It's like it's why. Yeah. I, yeah, because now we have to see his origin story so many times. I mean, they did that with Michael Keaton, you know, and then they did it again with like you know Christian Bale and the Dark Knight trilogy, and of course we had the Ben Affleck one where he was already like older Bruce Wayne. He's been through a lot and stuff. So you got that stage. So this one's kind of cool because you get a Batman that's like in the second year. But I think to me, when I my expectation was, I think it was more like, okay, we get Batman. But I think for me, it was more like we get more of an origin story for the villain. I think it's more on them. Like, kind of like Spines. And then I kind of like for the fact they took the Riddler, a character who, you know, was, you know, smart, intuitive. And, of course, in, when he was portraying live action, you know, he was comical, like in the Frank Gorshin, you know, 60s Batman when Adam West was the war. Then you got kind of like a little bit of a mix with, um, in the Batman animated series. And, of course, we saw the series Gotham. And they had him on Gotham, which was a really good show as well. Because that was like like origin stories of everybody, basically. And that was actually a good portrayal of him. He started as like a forensics in the in Gotham Police Department. And then he got into the whole start of rules and stuff. And then, of course, with this one being more of a dark, a sinister turn. And then you got the Jim Carrey version, which obviously Jim Carrey did in Batman Forever. It was more like a tribute to Frank Orson character. And then with this one being like Paul Dano being Riddler, it's like it's a more dark turn on the character, which made it more interesting because it's supposed to be like a dark back to like the dark and gritty Batman, kind of like almost like a Tim Burton esque type of way. So my I'm like I'm planning to go see it as well. Hopefully tomorrow. When I'm off from work, man, I'll go check it out. But I heard it's like three hours long, <laughs> so it's kind of like a long movie, but. Definitely something I definitely want to see, especially when it comes to like superhero movies. I'm more of a Marvel person, but when it comes to DC, I'm Batman. Because I grew up on Batman. If I, if I can remember, like my first film was Batman, 89, with Michael Keaton. So I fell in love with the character, of course, seeing the reruns of the 60s Batman with Adam West, and of course, growing up on Batman the animated series, and all the different incarnations of Batman. So yeah. So definitely, guys, definitely check out Batman. That's currently playing in theaters. Um, definitely check that out. Uh, that's all this one from comicbook.com. Um, they had this article. It was like one of the front things on my Facebook thing because I follow on Facebook. Apparently, um, former UFC w, uh, WWE star Kane Velasquez was arrested for shooting a man in San Jose, California. Um, apparently... He did, did do a shooting. Apparently, what I've read that supposedly the guy he was going after originally apparently molested his daughter. And he went to go shoot the guy, and I guess they were driving by, and instead of shooting the guy, he ended up killing the driver. So now he's in jail. He's in jail for it. And I guess the guy, the molester, is still alive. So I know K Blast is being like a former UFC, you know, champion. He did some lucha reviewers, so what's your thoughts on that? I, 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 so he just tried to he was went after what? He, he tried to kill the guy? Or he tried he, to kill a guy apparently he molested his daughter. Oh, uh, okay. I guess he was like a gym like an instructor, let me pull it up. I think it was like an instructor, let me look it up. 
I read a little. I just saw like the headline, but I think somebody at work was telling me about it too. Like they asked me if I follow UFC, and they were telling me a little bit about it. But let me see if I can pull up the article real quick. Vasquez. Because I was like the one thing, like holy shoot, like what the heck? I know he kept quiet for a while, but. News. Oh, that was his niece, actually. That's not it. Um, it says here, San Jose, California. Okay, San Clara County authorities charge former MMA heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez. This is from CBS News as well. Um, which up the murderer several crimes Wednesday <laughs> for his alleged involvement in a car chase and shooting days before. This is a first bill filed in the Santa Clara County Hall just Wednesday for a hearing on the case. Um, one backer said, I don't blame him. I'm 100% don't blame him. It's a one backer. What Kane did, he had to take matters in his own hands. Um, the charges were lodged against a 39 year old San Jose resident. Police said he rammed to and shot at a vehicle Monday that carried a man who allegedly molested a juvenile relative of Velasquez. Left a little after 3 p.m. Monday, Morgan Hill Police responded to reporters. Forces of shooting found Paul Bender suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to a nearby hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Um, according to police, Vice followed Bender's vehicle because it contained 43-year-old Harry Goulart, who had been released by authorities after being charged with felony child molestation. Hmm. At the time of the shooting, Bender, Goulart's stepfather, was driving Goulart to get an electronic monitor bracelet. That was a condition of police from jail. Velasquez chased the vehicle, chose to rattle 11 miles before ramming into it. So he said, the collision, Velasquez opened fire in the vehicle with a handgun, hitting Bender. Goulart's mother, who was in the vehicle, called, called 911. What he did was put the public in interest prosecutor in French. Paul Kenny, criminal defense attorney, legal analyst, and longtime former deputy district attorney, told CBS San Francisco that he used the French. He says, I don't want to. Says he hopes the public outcry doesn't attack the case. I don't want, I don't, says I don't want even mixing with firefighters who are champions to go, get to go around and fire guns in front of places and take the law into their own hands. It's horrifying, it's frightening, there is no defense for vigilante justice, and that's probably a good thing. Otherwise, the whole system would be devolved in vigilantism. There is no defense. Um, I was so mad, I had to do it. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to blame him. So, this is his niece? Yeah. And and so he chased after him, and it was it. And... Apparently, uh, there was some court documents says because uh, he was charged before. It says Galar was the same in March and resident over his access to the child care facility run by his wife, we lived, but it didn't work. The facility cares for twenty children. Galar is charged with inappropriately touching a child there multiple times. It is a misbelief to be a relative last. So, oh yeah, this is something so, where yeah he tried he pushed, pretty much took law in his own hands, and it, instead okay. of like, I guess he was so frustrated that they released him regardless of like, yeah, knowing that he did it, yeah, that's pretty messed up. Okay, well, and so is Velasquez. He's so, charged right now. He's charged with death and murder because technically he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically he fired at the vehicle. He, he was aware of his actions. Take the law, like I said, that's what it's like vigilantism. It's like being a vigilante, you're taking the law in your hands. That's how Batman was mm-hmm. at the beginning. That's how Batman started before he started working with like the uh, police. No, I mean, yeah. Wow. Well, 
Well, yeah, all power to him. I mean, he felt pretty vindicated to do it, so. Can't but do you agree him. about vigilantism, him, like, taking a lot to your uh, or yeah, like, I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I feel like people have to make their own decision with that stuff, whether you think the law should be involved or not. Um, I don't think. Do I think it was right for him to retaliate, knowing that information? Maybe I don't know if it's right for him to retaliate in that way, but uh-huh. also that information being brought to somebody, I don't know what to what anybody would be compelled to do knowing that. And especially him being in that situation knowing it was his niece, it's kind of tough to not feel very strongly to do something pretty violent to the guy. Especially if they knew he was close to the family and, like, and knowing he was running a fucking daycare facility with his family and knowing this guy has done shit like this in the past. No, he never ran it. It's just another family. Right, but he was close around. You know what I mean? Like, he knows. Like, he does shit. So, like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't think it was right for what he did, but also, like, I couldn't blame him for feeling that way. But, damn. It sucks that he now, he has to be in jail and the other guys. And then we can guys, like, out free and I'm out doing whatever he wants. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind I of know. crazy. It's like you let the lessers out. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it it sucks. And I'm, there's people in that camp where they always say, you know, well, the justice system isn't perfect and it's never going to be. You know, but that's what it's there for. You got to just, you got to leave it to the justice system. It's never going to get it right all the time. And I'm just like, I hate, I hate that saying, but it's also unfair. It's unfortunately what, how it is. Um, the justice system isn't fair. Um, but this guy, obviously, like, Velasquez is not going to be there for very long. Um yeah, I'm it looks sure like right now lawyer. he's facing... He's uh, it's an easy case for him to get out. Right so. now he's facing uh, one kind of attempted murder, one kind of shooting at an occupied vehicle, three <laughs> counts of assault with a firearm, three counts of assault with a deadly weapon, willfully discharge a firearm from a vehicle and carrying a loaded firearm with a intent to commit felony. Shit. So that's going to be a while, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Hopefully he has a good lawyer. Yeah, I feel like he could help him say, out because yeah. he had some... He had some motive. Yep. So, and if the guy has been, I've had cases with this before. Yeah, apparently um, one comment says here from one of the, it says here, Goldar had been released before. Uh, Patricia, okay, it says here, Patricia Goldar confirms to police that Velasquez had been employed at her daycare facility for the past few years. So I guess Velasquez is like near the relative. Um, one of the relatives of Velasquez, I guess, um, worked there or something, or came worked there. Mm. They probably noticed something. And apparently, Goliath had been released without bail as part of the supervised own recognized program. So I guess that's why he was getting, like, against the district attorney's office. This is the district, one of the district attorney said the court disagreed with us and agreed that he could be released without bail. That's not a decision that we agree with, but it's a decision that we have to respect. We respect the district's position in that case. We do not believe that they justify the conduct in this case. Particularly given how reckless it was and how, how much indigenous general public is going to try to tell you this is this is going to be a very hard. At the hall, Justin Antonio San Jose blessed his wife to share no time, but asked for friends and supporters to attend the hearing Wednesday afternoon. Trial several dozen supporters arrived wearing three paint t shirts and blasted the judge's large face. And then one person said, I think it's acceptable that our justice let this guy free. It's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. 
Both Wayne Seed, like I said, according to Jennifer Wednesday. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next one I saw, um, of course, by now with the whole Russian-Ukraine wars right now, well, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has have it, has been already impacted a lot of things that affecting, you know, Russia and the sect of, you know, business now, apparently internet as well. And now it's going, now this portion is getting punished. And FIFA and UEFA already filed sanctions against the Russian national football team and their local team. And also, too, um, announcing that now Russia is no longer going to be in the World Cup. They just lost their spot because originally they were supposed to play in a playoff against um, other countries, but the other countries felt, due to safety-wise, they felt they're not safe to play against the Russian national team. So, fortunately, that means that FIFA had to really have pretty much revoked Russia's bid to play in the World Cup. And also, too, any team, and now all Russian teams have been pulled also to participate in UEFA, UEFA file section as well. And they did cancel their sponsorship deal with um, Gazprom, which is a company based in Russia, which is an energy company based in Russia. So now they're pretty much everything is cutting ties with Russia, basically. Businesses being credit for companies, MasterCard, Visa, FedEx, UPS, or stock deliveries through Russia. Basically, span on vodka right now. A lot of Finnies or local alcohol stores, liquor stores are supposedly pulling Russian made products from the shelves. That Smirnoff thing got pulled up, but thankfully, Smirnoff is made in Illinois. <laughs> remember, I showed you that article about that one company, Stoli, changing their name to just Stoli now. I said the Russian name. Oh, uh, okay. What do you think of that, dude? Like Russia being pretty much being blackballed by everything's going on. Uh, I don't know about the. I don't understand why the teams are getting um, teams penalized for the. Yeah, like, that's pretty kind much. of fucked up. Uh, I don't. I don't understand all that. That being the case, with everyone kind of starting to pull that out, um, just because. Those people don't necessarily have a direct effect, let alone link to what the war is going on. Um, I, I know, like, even Chelsea's football clubs. Uh, yeah, should, yeah about, he's going to sell the team now. Apparently, he's stepping down. They're going to put the same team on sale now. Yeah, well, because he's a Russian oligarch. I get it. He has ties. His name will come on the papers, so he has to do the good PR press. I get it. Um, Chelsea isn't getting taken out. I don't understand why they get to go. It's English team, but they were owned by Russian oligarch. They were happily taking that money. Why aren't they getting penalized? Sure, we could do this all day. Um, so that's why I don't feel like they should be penalized. Um, all these people that represent Russia and athletics and stuff, it sucks that they're getting penalized for this even more. Um, it's just not good. I don't think it's good. I don't. I really don't think it's good for for the Russian people to be taking this flack. On a I know because there's a lot of Russian people. Like I've been seeing like videos on Reddit. That a lot of Russians are against this. You know, they were. Well, yeah, they're and, they and they're getting arrested right for it too. And they're getting roasted for it. Yeah, and and it sucks. But like when you do that, when you start doing that on a on this on this stage, such as like you're taking away sports clubs. Their rights to participate in the competition. Yeah. That that does a lot to the people's morale and people who are who do support this stuff. Like that's it does it does affect people. So I don't. 
that's people's livelihoods as well. It's not good. I don't, I don't understand how that can help. And they're just going to continue to crush. I know they're doing that on purpose to crush their their uh, foundations economically, and and it's just yeah, it's strange to see. I don't understand. But like I said, it's the actions of their leaders, the actions of their government. Sure, and yeah. sure. I, I I just I don't I don't understand. I I don't. All this just seems very strange to me, and it doesn't make sense why these. I don't like it. I don't like how these teams have to be penalized for when they don't have a direct link to what is going on in the conflict. They're not, they're not wearing boots and straps. They're not, they're not going out there fucking with fatigues and going out to battle. They're not. The funny thing is, they're not doing that. So I just most of what they, I guess what I'm seeing on Reddit and stuff, I was reading too. Most of the soldiers, the Russian soldiers, that were captured by Ukrainians. A lot of them said they were they were told that it was just for training exercises. They were going to Ukraine for training exercises. That they were not supposed to like. They didn't know they were going to go and start like shooting up, right? So they were being lied to as well. So it's like you see both sides of it. And right now, with NATO coming in, and of course, you know, it's just been it's been interesting. Now it's funny how it's like this is going on after now masks are being more and more being optional now. That's the mask mandate for soil lifting. Now it's like most of the talk of COVID's going down and more of this is going on. But I feel for the people in the Ukraine right now, all the refugees and stuff right now, they have to leave their homes or hide in bomb shelters. It's like, it sucks. But I do like for a fact that a lot of your very country, uh, countries are showing their support. Like I was seeing this video that was on the few missing bro subreddit of all the refugees that went to like Germany and all the people in like at the Berlin station were out there like offering people like homes, like sanctuary, basically like. Like rooms that they had spare rooms, offering supplies, asking if they need a place to stay. You know, they were, even the Ukrainian people were like so shocked at all the love and support they're getting. And I know, I know Amazon's offering donations to the fund and stuff as well. Big like, well, we got a bunch of selling, sending um, Ukrainians like some technology as well. So, like I said, it's going to see how this goes on. It's still going on. I've been watching the the Ukrainian president's like um, updates on Reddit. This has all been watching on Reddit. I haven't watched it like other matches, but because of course it's one place in Palestine and stuff. So I really just watch directly from the source mm. for people actually there, you know. And like I said, it seemed like a lot of people protesting in Russia against the war, like in Petersburg, in Moscow. Of course, like there was more like an elderly Russian woman up protesting. She was getting arrested, dude. Yeah. yeah I've seen that. It was like, come on, dude. It's like, come on. And then one thing I know, I know we're getting a little like political here and stuff. Um, and of course, you know about the Marvel shows are from Netflix. And the whole like their license permit expired and they left Netflix at the beginning of this month. And the whole topic was, where are they going to go? Are they going to go to Disney Plus? Are they going to go to Hulu because they're more darker? Well, Disney Plus, apparently um, Disney didn't make an announcement that all the Marvel Netflix shows are going to be on Disney Plus starting the 16th are going to be shown unedited, not cut for content, but they are going to have a disclaimer. So you get to see the Defenders and all those shows on there. They're just going to have a disclaimer showing, you know, because both of Disney Plus is family friendly. But they're going to have a disclaimer saying this has like mature themes, not be suitable for your audiences, your discretion is advised. 
Supposing the 16 is when we're supposed to those shows are going to drop. So you're going to see, you know, Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage, and Defenders. So, uh, for people that want to go back and watch those, eh, definitely check that out. Uh, one thing, too, of course, um, I know we talked before about Feature Armor coming back. Like, who's bringing it back? First season, the whole, like, most of the cast is coming back, except for John Maggio, who plays Bender. And then this whole thing about the Bender Gate and stuff, like, the talks fell through. But apparently, they were able to renegotiate, so now John Maggio is coming back as Bender. And additional which is for Feature Armor, so he is coming back for Feature Armor. And I know he went on Twitter saying thank you for everybody for showing their support for Bendergate, hashtag Bendergate. Um, he was able to, they were able to come to like terms on a new contract and finally gain compensation for the work that he does. I think he's that his other supporting cast, like his other actors, his other cast owners were felt that he wasn't getting paid the same as them. Mm-hmm. So that was great that he was able to get paid the same rate as them. I'm glad he's coming back as better, but I couldn't picture anybody else working that character. Yeah, it'd be very tough. So I'm looking forward to Patreon. We'll see how that goes. Um, I did want to tell you, like, one few film I saw recently was Free Guy. Got <laughs> uh, the... Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It was, like, the, um, basically 20th Century Studios. Like, it was supposed to be released by Fox, but then it ended up, like, releasing after, you know, the Fox and Disney purchase. So it was released under 20th Century Studios. Um, it's not too bad. I actually enjoyed it a little bit. Because it's like... It kind of feels more like gaming-wise, like MMOs and stuff. Because it basically takes place like he's basically a character. like He's basically an NPC character. Like pretty much in this like... Pretty much kind of like this GTA-inspired world. And he's doing the same thing over and over again. But I thought he was like... He sees the other players and stuff. He's always curious about them and stuff. And he decides he found something. He's basically like an AI program. It's basically like an AI starting to become like sentient, basically. It's kind of interesting. It's a and with a comedic aspect of it. And he wants to change the routine. Um, of course, um, Tiger Woods is in there as well. And, and they got that one guy who plays uh, who's in conversation things is in there as well. Um. But it was actually really funny. It was really comical. There was some Easter eggs and stuff. And I don't want to spoil the movie too much. So I actually enjoyed it because it's kind of like a what if, like NPCs. Like you always play video games, it's like NPCs have their showing you interest and stuff. You always just follow the same routine, the same script, you know. I kind of like the fact there's an AI that involves. It starts with like feeling, it starts with emotions. And he wants to be like, you know, something different, you know. And he becomes an honest boosher guy. <laughs> and then, the point, and I did like for the fact that showed John um, Alex Rex's final appearance. He made a cameo, but that was like his final appearance on film. After like fighting with cancer and stuff. Mm-hmm. After losing the battle with cancer. Um, but it's actually really enjoyable. I do recommend it. If like, I haven't seen that too many comedy movies in a while. And, and right now it's on like HBO Max, I believe, on Disney Plus as well. So it's on both. So I definitely do recommend it. Like, check out Free Guy, guys. It's streaming. So it's actually really enjoyable. I did enjoy it. I have to give it, like, a... I know it's like a laugh review. Based on my thing, I'll have to give it, like, out of 10. I have to give it about an 8 out of 10. Because I love Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah. I've been a fan of Ryan Reynolds for years. Ever since I saw him in Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. And he's Deadpool. Um, I just... I wish there was more, like, I would say the biggest, like, misses I would say was more on more of the characters outside the game, like, more developed on their part. I wanted to see more of guys like Origin more. I want to talk a little bit about it, but then show much more of his origin. Like, his character, like, his NPC character, you know, I wish I would see more of him, but the pacing was kind of fast. I kind of dragged a little bit, too, as well. In some cases, it kind of, like, the story kind of dragged. But the jokes were funny, though, because it's, like, the nature of it. But definitely, it was enjoyable. It's something I probably will rewatch again. It's kind of hard for me to find films that I'm probably just going to watch it once and I can watch it again. But I don't think this will be more of a rewatch. I recommend it as a rewatch. So. Anything you, that's what I got from my notes. You got anything you want to add, Biko? Like, anything that you've seen lately or movies or TV shows wise or any things on Reddit that you like to post on Reddit? No, I mean, I was just going to talk about how the, the, just the, how the Batman did, but. No, I, like I said earlier, I've just been watching basketball and, and reality, terrible reality shows about police. I don't know how you got into that rabbit hole, man. Yeah. It's, you can just shut off your brain and not have to think anything. Like just, um, and when it's not watching that, I watch basketball. And the only time when the Bulls are doing good, I feel like you got to be locked in unless otherwise they're not going to. I don't know when you'll ever see it again. Um, and, like, I don't know, the more and more they change sports these days, I, I just don't. I know, with baseball being locked out right now, there's no... Yeah, you know, maybe they'll extend the seasons for the other sports. Because uh, they're going to want... Enough, they can't just have this void in the middle of summer where there's nothing going on. Yeah, because right now, so far, Major League Baseball, so far, I had canceled, like... They already canceled, like, basically the first two series, basically the first two weeks already. They already canceled opening day. Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you can want to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that ad. Um, we're going to take a little ad break um, with that. Um, we're about to wrap up, so I just wanted to let you guys know I'm going to start doing rec- uh, manga rec- uh, recommendations, so... Um, this week's recommendation is um, Wotakoi, Love is Hard for Taku. It's written by Fujita. Um, it's basically the story. It's the premise is um, Nari Momose has it rough. rough. Every boyfriend she has dumped her once, once they find out that she was an otaku. Um, she was, so she's gone to Great Lakes to hide it. With a chance meeting at her new job with her childhood friend, Otaku, now a co-worker, Hiotaka Nikuji almost gets her secret out at work. She comes up with a plan to make sure she, he never speaks, but, speaks up, but he comes up with a counterproposal. Why doesn't she just date him instead? Apparently, the, the tagline is this here, in love, there are no save points. So definitely, um, definitely it's one of those, like, 
Work plays kind of like a romantic comedy. What I do like about this, it's like they're both like 26 year olds, but it looks like they went to school together. So they kind of know each other, and um, it kind of shows like, hey, even adults could be into like manga, anime, and video games. So they both pretty much like this stuff. So it's kind of like, it's all like you try to like hide who you are. And what I like about this, it's like, and the, and the characters are like, I like the character designs in the manga. So right now I started reading it, so I definitely recommend it. Um, they do have. The anime out on Amazon Prime Video, so if you want to check it out, it's going to have it available in sub. So it's called um, Wotakoi, um, Love is Hard for Otaku. So definitely check it out on Amazon Prime Video. If you want to read the manga, definitely recommend checking out the manga first. I mean, both characters are cute. I find both of them really attractive. So I'm going for them. So definitely one of those things, like I said, I'm trying to read like different mangas and stuff. So this is my manga recommendation for the week. Um, anime of the week. Um, right now, I've been on reading, uh, watching Ice Shield Twenty One. Trying to watch different anime. So this week's anime recommendations: Ice Shield Twenty One, basically is about Senna Kobayakawa, who pretty much you know he's been like, pretty much he's been like picked on as a kid. Um, of course, he runs into his like childhood friend. Like she's like a year older than him, but. Um, Moisan, Moisan, uh, pretty much in high school, and because he blew up like his speed of being a gopher all his life, gets like looked at by this um one of the captains of this football team, the Demons. So he ends up like pretty much recruiting him, or well, forcing him to be on the team. Um, but at the same time, he's hiding out from his older childhood friend because she's always like being like the big sister and protecting him and stuff. So he ends up wearing this. Helmet with a shield. It's basically American football. So it's basically by the writer who did um, Dr. Stone. So pretty much it's like Japanese interpretation of American football. So definitely check that out. Ice Shield 21 is currently streaming on Crunchyroll. And that will do it for this week's episode of Talking Pop. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pop. You can follow us on Twitter at PopTalking, all one word. Um, you can check out our podcast backlog on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon Music iHeartRadio, Pandora, and other podcast outlets. We just opened up another storefront. You can check us out on TeePublic. Check us out on TeePublic.com and search for our t-shirt designs. I just released four designs are now available. We got the Bonchai shirt, we got the Pico shirt, and we got the Talking Pop Podcast logo tee. And I got a new shirt that was created called Bonchai's Loves Anime. Right now, if you go on TeePublic.com, you can save yourself 30% off. These shirts usually cost like 20 bucks. You get it right now for like 14 bucks right now. So check it out at T Public Search for Talking Pop. Check it out in there. Check out those shirts. Support the podcast. And we'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on.